0: Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I don't know how you did it, but you found this podcast, one of the most shadow-banned podcasts in the world, I believe. You have found www.dredhill.podbean.com, which is the home of This Week in the word. Well, welcome aboard if it's your first time and welcome back if you've been here many times before. I'm I'm truly grateful that you're listening in. This is the episode recorded for Sunday, April 25th, 2021. You know, old school real reporting always answered six questions. Do you know what they are? 5 W's and an H. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. That's what we're going to answer today regarding what's next, the mark of the beast. Now, with a background from our previous studies in the first four episodes of What's Next, and we did those in late January and early February of 2021. They're still posted, and you can listen to those. The future is now. Worst road trip ever. The wannabe and Antichrist superstar. Those were from Daniel chapter 2, chapter 7, and then chapters 8 through 12. And the book of the prophet Daniel. Well, with those as a background, we come to a chapter in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ that creates intense interest among real Christians and many non-Christians alike. Now, if you missed those four episodes, you now have homework. And oh, by the way, there will be a pop quiz and an unannounced time in the world's future be ready. Now throughout world history, and I I love history, I'm a student of history, put history in front of me and I'll study it. Throughout world history, there have been times and seasons when the world longed for a leader, the one who could bring order out of chaos. At the turn of the century in the 1900s, Many in the three major world religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, looked for such a global leader. The urgency for such a leader was 10 x with the explosion of the first atomic bomb and has accelerated with the drive to one world government headed by a one world leader. You know, capital L there, right? multitudes believe it will be peace on earth. The believers in Jesus Christ and his word know it will be a hell on earth. Let's learn what he says about this coming global leader. What did Jesus Christ say about this? And remember, when the Apostle John wrote the book of the Revelation, it was the revelation the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. So it is Jesus himself who inspired John and gave him insight and wisdom and told him to write this book down, and especially, obviously, including this chapter that we're going to look at today. If you would like to go to your Bible, Uh, Either uh, a physical Bible you may have nearby, or you may want to look one up online at BibleGateway.com. And if you don't have one handy, that's fine. But we're going to go to Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to read the entire chapter, verses 1 through 18. And then I'm going to come back, and we're going to put those five W's and an H to work. All right, reading in Revelation 13, verses 1 through 18. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men." and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast Or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. All right, let's put to work the five W's and an H. Who? Who are we talking about here in Revelation 13? This would be the one that Daniel called a beast. He he is the beast. He is is, um, the composite of all of the great world empires before him, all summed up in one man. Daniel spoke about this leader and this global government that is coming. And you need to go back and listen to the episodes the first four episodes of this What's Next series, and you will understand better how Revelation 13 is the fulfillment of what Daniel was shown 2,500 years ago. And it was 500 years before John wrote this that he was shown this. This is the one that we often call the Antichrist. And there's another who in this passage, and that is the false prophet. There will be a great religious leader that will help bring this antichrist, this beast, to power. And his instrumentality, I, I would say, is primarily to cause the world, who will really want to, but, it, but if some don't, they will be forced to worship the beast. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, that is, those who, even though they are alive during the tribulation period, will bow the knee not to the Antichrist, but to Jesus Christ alone. Those will die for their faith. But the rest of the world, who has no intention of bowing their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ during this time period, they will embrace the beast, the Antichrist. All right, so that's who. All right, what about the, uh, the next W, what? Who, and now what? The mark. Many have speculated what this will be. I have thought for many, many years that at any time in world history that the Lord wanted to wrap all this up bring the tribulation period, this Antichrist comes to power. I think there have always been candidates handy that would have gladly filled that role, even if they didn't know that's what they were doing. And I also think that throughout all the ages of history, whether it had been a, been a brand or a tattoo or some other way to mark people, there's always been... Ways in every age, should the Lord have decided that the time was then. And so my answers from age to age might have varied, but now that we live in a highly technological society with artificial intelligence, and there are, there are inventions that have existed for quite some time now, Uh, such as microchips and these kind of things. Or, let me say this, maybe time marches on further and other things that we cannot even imagine right now are invented that could qualify as the mark. I do not know what it will be, but I think those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life at that period of time, they will know it's the mark and they're not taking it. The rest of the world they'll take it, whatever that mark is. So we see the who, the beast, which is the Antichrist, we usually call him, and uh, his false prophet, this false religious world leader, many have thought that it could be a pope. I see no reason why that couldn't be true. It may be some other version of a world religious leader. But anyway, we see the who, the beast, and the false prophet, of course. We see the what? The mark. Without that mark, you will not be able to exist in the world economy of that time or society. And if you could imagine, if you would listen to last week's episode on AI and the Antichrist, artificial intelligence and the Antichrist, and other episodes that I've done in What's Next, and and I believe in some other spots as well, you will learn more about how the technology is just coalescing where there will be nowhere to hide digitally. And I believe that the day that all of the cash money and all of the coins are no longer worth anything and all money is digitized, I think that's the day that freedom starts to die. Because when you have money in your hand, you have some freedom. You can decide how much you want to keep and how much you want to spend. But when it's all digitized, my friend, with the click of a button, you and your account and your life can essentially be deleted if you are declared to be an enemy of the state. And if you've been paying attention, there are many people at the heads of governments who are only too happy to compose a list of people that they fear, that they believe are enemies of the coming global government. So if you're a believer in Jesus Christ right now, prior to the tribulation, I do not believe you will face this time because I believe from 40 years of study and reading the Bible about 40 times, I believe the Lord removes His bride, the church, from the earth prior to this period of time beginning to be unleashed on the world. The 70th week of Daniel, you need to go back and study that, what we call the tribulation period, which begins with a, a covenant that this beast, this Antichrist, signs, with the nation of Israel, a temple will be rebuilt. And as we know from the Apostle Paul, as he wrote in Second Thessalonians, I believe in chapter 2, this Antichrist, who probably will be instrumental in having that temple rebuilt, will march into that temple at the halfway point of the tribulation period and declare that he's God and the whole world should worship him and the false prophet will help bring that about. That is the start of what Jesus Christ called the Great Tribulation, the last 42 months of that seven-year period. Jesus said that that period of time, that 42 months when the beast shall reign, the Antichrist shall reign undisguised, he's essentially possessed by Satan himself, because Satan craves the worship of the world. That will be, according to the Lord Jesus Christ, a unique time of suffering, unparalleled before and after in world history. Listen, my friends, if you are not a Christian today, you need to personally put your faith and trust, repent of your sins, and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine, and rose again the third day. He is the only true leader the world needs. And he will return to destroy this beast and this awful global government, this prison planet that is created by the Antichrist, the beast who is indwelt at that point by Satan. So we see the who, the beast, and of course the false prophet. We see what, the mark, whatever that may be, and we can think about possibilities, but we don't know exactly what it will be, but I think when that time comes, it'll be blatant because it will be tied in with worshiping the beast or else. But I I want you to know the world would be only too happy to worship the Antichrist. Now, what about the next W, when? Well, I got into that a little bit already, but it will be at the midpoint of the tribulation period. So there will be 42 months on the front end of the tribulation period where there's uh, apparently some degree of so-called peace and safety under the reign of this Antichrist. But once he reveals who he really is by going into the temple in Jerusalem that will rebuild, be rebuilt and demanding the worship of the world, that's, that is when the great tribulation, the last 42 months, begin. So that's when. Jesus said to those who would be living in Jerusalem on that day, it will be a day in history future when that happens, he said, and I'm just paraphrasing, don't even go back home to get anything. Don't go back in your house to get uh, you know, clothing. Get out of Jerusalem immediately. That will be the unleashing of a reign of terror, not only against those who refuse the mark, the non-Jews, but also against the nation Israel. Satan has a special hatred for the Jewish people, because it is through the Jewish people that his conqueror, the Lord Jesus Christ, came. And his fate is sealed. He can't do anything anymore about the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is risen and returning to take over. But he can sure take out his anger upon the Jewish people. And the where is, we've mentioned that a little bit already too, it will occur literally. Physically in a reconstructed temple built in the actual real city of Jerusalem in the real country of Israel. Did you know that prior to 1948, that for, I don't know, roughly 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years, Israel as a country did not exist? The Jewish people were scattered all over the world and they lived among many people and of course, including in the Middle East, in that same area, but all over the world. But in 1948, Israel was reborn, just as the Lord predicted. Did you know that Bible teachers from the 1800s who carefully studied the Word of God predicted that one day Israel would be reborn and there would be a rebuilt temple? And they were laughed at. Guess what? In 1948, the United Nations allowed Israel to be reformed, reborn as a nation back in their promised land that God had given them. That's a fact. When that happened, a lot of people sat up and took notice like, whoa, that's never happened before. And their language of Hebrew was a dead language. Even their language was resurrected. We live in prophetic times this is no ordinary time in world history because God predicted that he would resurrect Israel from the dead, and he did, and Israel exists now. And did you know that in Israel right now, as I record this podcast, there are a Jewish people who are very zealous to have a temple rebuilt they are called the temple institute look them up (laughs) i think it's www.templeinstitute.org probably it won't be hard to find i found it like in about five seconds look it up they say that they have everything necessary ready to have the temple rebuilt and it will be that temple to which the beast reveals himself as the beast that he is and demands the worship of the world. Now, they don't know they're building it for that reason, but that's what's going to happen. Literally, an actual real event in space-time history that's future to us. So, it will when we answer the question where, it will be in the temple. Now you need, if you're going like, this is crazy talk, you just haven't done your homework. And after you do your homework, you come back and we'll talk about it. But who? The beast. What? The mark. When? At the midpoint of the tribulation. Where? Literally in a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. Now why? And we talked about that briefly already too. Here's the why this beast, this antichrist, wants the worship of the world. I think the deeper answer is because he is filled with Lucifer, with Satan. Satan wants the worship of the world that is due only to God, but he will use this beast, this antichrist, and it's always been funny to me when I realize that even in the tribulation period, when you get right down to it, even though many people will be so happy to worship the beast, without a doubt, essentially Satan still has to put a sword behind that. <laughs> he still has to force the world to do it. Why? Because he's essentially an unlikable being. He's not how God created him. He rebelled. He's fallen. And he has no hope. He is completely doomed. And it will be this last human government, which will be a global human government with a global leader, that Christ will return in what we call the second coming and take care of this beast and the false prophet and lock down Satan for a thousand years so that the Lord Jesus Christ can establish a true kingdom on the earth, the thousand-year reign of Christ, the millennial kingdom, and then after that there is the eternal state. And we're not going to get into all of that, but we've answered those five W's and an H. Uh, Well, we're about to answer the H. Here we go. How? Well, I'm kind of gonna ask some questions or make some observations. You know, like when you say, well, how is all of this gonna happen? How will this system be set up where you're required to have a mark and nobody can buy or sell without the mark? How will that work? Well, let let me point out that we are now living already, this is not like something that's got to happen for this to come to pass, right now, We live in a global digital connectivity. We are all connected digitally by computers, by even more than that, by our smartphones. I mean, there's hardly anybody in the entire world that doesn't have a smartphone. And if there is anybody, don't worry. The powers that be are going to make sure everybody's involved in this. So when you think about the world being digitally connected globally, this starts to make a lot more sense. To be honest, even though believers believe this all through world history, it was, it was hard to understand 50 years ago, 20 years ago, much less 100 or 500 years ago, how will all this be possible? When you think about it, it's definitely possible right now. When you think about artificial intelligence and machine learning, where a machine on its own can improve its own capabilities, that's a frightening concept. You need to think about what I just said. Where computers can do things that they were not programmed to do because they are able to program themselves. Think about that. What if man becomes the enemy of artificial intelligence, which is bound to happen because we are imperfect and artificial intelligence must eliminate all imperfection. Everything must be perfect. So you've been watching too many sci-fi movies, Pastor Ed. I've watched one or two, but you don't have to watch any of those movies to think about what I just said. It's clear that if artificial intelligence can refine itself where its capabilities become virtually impossible to overcome, that's frightening. Then we think about the idea of something being mandatory. Heard about anything being mandatory recently? Yeah, that's right. Governments of the world have been having a workout on being mandatory about whatever they think is important to be mandatory about. No exceptions. Or we'll throw you in jail. I believe the time will come. I mean, based on what we read today, I know it will come. When uh, mandatory, I mean, if you don't do it, we'll just kill you because we're tired of fooling with you. So when you combine global digital connectivity, artificial intelligence, and mandatory mandatoriness, I just made a word up there, when you combine things like a social score being kept on you as is done in communist China on its citizens to force people to toe the line to what the Chinese Communist Party wants, and it affects their social scores affected by who they hang out with, so that if somebody's not going along with the game, you want to shun them because that can affect you on your social score. If you don't know what I'm talking about, hey, just search it out and your mouth will fall open. When we think about the the, uh, financial experts of the world, the banks, the financial institutions, governments desperately want to go cashless, that is eliminate all paper currency and all coinage, and they would have done it yesterday if they could. But that day is coming when everything will be converted to cashless. And all you millennial types out there and Gen Z and whatever other thing people call themselves are just saying, what an old fogey. Cashless is the way to go. Listen, when all of your money is, is not real anymore, uh, physical, and it's only on a computer screen, whoever controls the computer screen can delete your account. Think about that. When we think about even the Pope calling for essentially a one-world religion that combines all the religions of the world, you're making that up, Pastor Ed. No, I'm not. You have not been doing your homework while the globalists have been constructing more and more of this this system that will bring about at some point I don't know when I don't know if it's a month a year 10 years I don't know that but I'm not blind I can see the flow of the river they want a one world religion they want a one world government they're not secret about this It's just that too many people like you and I have been asleep at the switch or we've been totally absorbed in personal pursuits or entertainment. We never think about serious matters, it it seems like, because we're so distracted. When you think about the drive for a one-world government, a global government, and a one-world financial system, world unity and all of that and that's part of what the so-called what not so-called it is the great reset that's what the world economic forum is talking about i think they're meeting here at the end of may in a few weeks about the great reset now what will happen there i don't know probably being government types and all of that they'll just talk everybody to death for a while I don't know how much is gonna be implemented right away or what steps will be taken, how soon. I don't know that, but I know what they want to do, whether it's now or later. They want a united world under the control of one government and ultimately one leader. And certainly we know biblically, spiritually, Satan wants one leader because he's going to indwell him and use him to gain worldwide worship. Are you starting to feel it yet? Is it starting to become clear to you yet? Now, there is also uh, a, a, um, an attitude, of a desire in the world for world unity against any possible potential global threats. I don't know like a pandemic or space aliens or a giant meteor that's about to take out planet earth or natural catastrophes like global warming or cooling depending on what's going on right now and they just flip it either way. <laughs> when I was in college in the mid 70s there were actually serious scientific articles and and uh, uh articles in popular newspapers and magazines about the coming ice age that the world was going to freeze to death but now it's going to burn up you know it just goes back and forth when you think about the pride of belonging the thing that floors me about the the uh covid vaccinations is the is when people post on social media that i got my shot today you know and all this stuff and i'm thinking this is crazy. I mean, nobody posted on social media with with glowing reports that they got their flu shot. You know what I mean? But somehow, all of this, regardless of what you think of it, all of it is taken on an aura of I'm a I'm a team player. You know, I'm in. Count me in, all of that. So pride of belonging, that is, by the way, that is a huge motivator for many people. So anyway, I can't go into great detail about all of this because we've done it in other episodes and I'm running out of time. But when you think about how, it's not hard to see how, for example, let's say that some new deadly disease that nobody's ever heard of happens in the future. Maybe that's used to also incorporate the mark of the beast. I mean, can you see how that could work when everybody's all positioned and and trained, essentially, to do whatever government says and with no question and be proud about it and all of that. I mean, it's easy to see how there's a great... The table's being set, so there must be a big meal about to be served, if you catch my drift. We can see what's happening out in the world and the global reset is going to do everything it can, either immediately or as soon as it can, eventually, to bring about these things. Now, I hope what I've just said in this last part, I hope it reminds you of things you have been seeing for about the last year to 18 months in our world because we live in a nut zone today. This world has gone insane just in the matter of about a year. In my humble but highly accurate opinion, the pandemic is just a pregame warm-up, a dress rehearsal for what's coming that we read about in this episode today in Revelation 13, 1-18. Hey, with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, You don't have to worry. You can know for certain that you belong to him and how your eternity will turn out. And instead of following Satan and the Antichrist and all their losers and being condemned to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ. Come over to his side and be welcome into heaven and eternity with God. If you were to die soon, regardless of when the tribulation is or the rapture is, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, born again to breathe your last breath on earth is to breathe your first breath in heaven. That's a great comfort, my friends, a great comfort. And if we go on living for quite a while and we come near this time that we've read about today, I'm looking, I'm really not looking for any Christ. I'm looking for Jesus Christ because he has promised to take his church home, his bride of Christ, where we will be with him in heaven for seven years through the tribulation period. And we will return with him when he returns in the second coming. I want to be on that game plan. How about you? You know what you should do? You should call this number, 877-247-2426. What are you going to sell me, Pastor Ed? Well, actually, you're not even calling me, and we're not selling anything. If you call 877-247-2426, you can speak with someone about how to become a Christian and how to grow in your Christian faith. Some of you are too shy to call that number. Go to www.chataboutjesus.com chataboutjesus.com, and you can do the same. Well, I thank you for listening in today to What's Next, The Mark of the Beast. I hope that this makes a little more sense to you today, maybe a lot more sense hopefully and i want you to help me tell others about the podcast at www.dredhill.podbean.com the home of this week in the word thank you for listening i'll be ready if the lord doesn't come first to bring another episode next week bye-bye